You're listening to episode 44 of Fearless Rebel Radio. In this episode, I interview Ruby Rocks, plus-size model and editor-in-chief of Beauty Mark magazine, on how she courageously fought back against a very public body-shaming incident, plus so much more awesome stuff this woman rocks, literally, pun intended. Before we get started with the show, I just want to remind you to head to summerinandin.com, or you can just go to thebodyimagecoach.com to get my free 10-day body confidence makeover, as well as an exclusive invite to my private Facebook community, which is awesome, where I'm going to be holding some free group coaching calls. Um, We do so much fun stuff in there. That's where I post all of my Periscope replays in case you miss my daily Periscopes. And other huge news is my book is going to be coming out in a few weeks, which I'm super, super pumped about. I'm so excited about it. Uh, So stay tuned for details about a free seven-day challenge where I'm going to be doing a ton of giveaways leading up to the release of that book, plus another group cycle of the 21-step body image remix. Yay, so much fun stuff. Oh, look, people are tweeting me. Did you hear that? How cool. All right, let's get started with the show. Do you know where you are? You're in Fearless Rebel Radio, baby. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a certified nutritional practitioner, diet rebel, and food lover on a mission to help you feel hot damn fearless in your body. Fearless Rebel Radio is here to empower you to defy the standards and break the rules in order to radiate confidence, relish in your uniqueness, and live life fearlessly on your own terms. Every episode, I will help you to do this by sharing practical advice, not-so-PG-rated rants, and interviews with Fearless Rebel guests. Welcome to the show. Hey everyone, I am so excited about today's guest. She is a model based out of my new hometown, Vancouver, BC, and has been making waves in the media as of late. Today, I have Ruby Rocks on the show. Ruby Rocks is an internationally published plus-size model based out of Vancouver, BC. She is also the vice president of Bone Rattle Talent and editor-in-chief of Beauty Mark magazine. She has been modeling for over seven years for many local and international brands and designers, has been on the cover of seven magazines, and recently through her blog aimed at fighting cyberbullies and body shaming, has been, has been getting the attention of the media, appearing on local local, national, and international news programs, radio stations, newspapers, and even on Good Morning America. Welcome to the show, Ruby. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. So I um, immediately got on Twitter to start chatting with you when I saw you on <laughs> one of the morning shows here that I was watching. Um, and and we'll talk about, you know, what you were speaking about there in a bit. But uh, yeah, you were making, you've obviously been making the rounds on various media to speak out against yeah. body shaming and cyberbullying, which I just think is, uh, yeah, it, it's so awesome what you've been doing and the word that you've been spreading. And I know that... Um, you know, things have been really busy for you. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. So before we get into all that fun stuff, I'd love our listeners to know more about your story and how you got where, how you got to where you are today. 
Yeah, I've been modeling about seven years, I guess, now, give or take. Um, I When I first started modeling, I originally did a shoot for a friend of mine. She had a hair salon, and she needed um, some new photos for her business cards and in the salon and things like that. And so, and I wanted to dye my hair bright red. And at the time I had blonde hair. So I was out with her one night and I said, Hey, can you help me dye my hair like fire engine red? And she goes, well, I need a model. So if you want to model for me, I'll do your hair for free. (laughs) So I was like, well, I've never modeled before. I have no idea what I'm doing. She's like, it's okay. Just come and you'll be fine. Just, you know, they'll tell you what to do. So I was like, all right, fine. And, uh, so I went and I had my hair done and then I posed for the photo shoot and it was so much fun. I, uh, I ended up knowing the photographer from high school and, uh, I'd always wanted to do a pinup photo shoot because I've, I always say I was born in the wrong decade. I should have been born in the forties or fifties. <laughs> right I just love that styling and the music and the hair and the makeup and the clothes. And so I asked him, I said, you know, I've always wanted to do a pinup photo shoot I know that's not really your style, but is that something that you'd be interested in doing with me? And he was like, yeah, for sure. And so I uh, planned and practiced my posing and ordered a bunch of fun, cute pinup clothes and did my first shoot. And uh, and it was just a blast. And I had so much fun. I was sort of like addicted to it. And so for the first few years, I was sort of just modeling as a hobby. It was more of like if I had a fun idea and wanted to be creative or if somebody messaged me and asked for a model or things like that, I wasn't really seeking anything out. Mm -hmm. And then when I started dating my boyfriend uh, and him and I have now been together for four and a half years, um, we were on our first date and he was like, you know, I was looking through your profile pictures. Are you a model? Cause you have all these professional photos. And I was like, no, not really. I just kind of do it for fun. He's like, you should really do it professionally. You're really good at it. And I think you, you know, you should try. And so I was like, yeah, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. And so I came up with my stage name, and I started a Facebook page and a website, and and it sort of just took off from there. So, Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And so were you always like that? I mean, because I've seen pictures of you just through, you know, looking at all your stuff. Yeah. And were you always that confident and, and you know, sure of yourself and your body? Oh, no, definitely not. So um, tell me about I- that. I've always, I've always been, well, I remember times growing up where I was really confident and where I thought I looked really good. But then when I started, um, I guess like high school, grade 11 or 12, I was really self-conscious about my body. I had a big booty and I had boobs and, and all the other girls in my high school who were like the hot girls had, you know, like super, super slender bodies and did not look like me at all. And so even though when I look back at photos, I looked completely fine. I thought I was huge and I thought that was completely unacceptable. So I was dieting and I was hardly eating anything at all. I was working out like a crazy person and the smallest I've ever been. I've never, I've never naturally been a super small person. Um, I've always been curvy girl. And so the smallest I ever was, was a size eight and I was not happy. I was not healthy. I was obsessed with dieting. I was obsessed with my weight. I was obsessed with how I looked and I just wasn't enjoying life. And so now I'm a size 12, well, 12 or 14, depending on, you know, the time of the month and 
what brand of clothing I'm wearing, but around their size Torbo 14. And I'm so much happier. I'm healthier. I eat healthy, but I still have a burger if I want to. And I have a glass of wine with dinner and I work out, but I'm not obsessed about it. And, you know, and I just, I live my life. I enjoy my life. And I realize that the body I have is worth so much more if I love myself than if I'm just constantly obsessed with changing how I look. Oh, that's such a good statement that you made there. And so how did you move towards being, you know, insecure and, you know, obsessive about it towards being comfortable? Like what, you know, what kinds of things did you do or what helped you along the way? You know, it's not an overnight thing. You can't just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to be okay with how I look. And then suddenly you are. Yeah. It's not like that at all. It's, it's, you know, it's really hard to pinpoint the time when I actually was, when I did change because I can't really remember. Like I just, what I would start to do is I wasn't happy. I wasn't eating. I'm a big foodie. I love food. I love going out to eat at nice restaurants. I love, you know, gourmet food. And no, it's not healthy to eat that way every day, but everything in moderation. And I was not happy because all I was eating was like salads and celery. And so, yeah, I I was a smaller size, but mentally and emotionally, I wasn't happy at all. And so I just sort of started living the life I wanted to live. I'd eat a burger. I'd go out for a nice dinner. And I was starting to be happier in my social life and in my emotional health. And I just, you know, it's so important to remember, instead of trying to find your worth in a dress size or on a number on a scale, it's so important to remember the things that you already do love about yourself and the things that are on the inside. So instead of thinking about your waist size, think about your smile and your laugh. Or instead of thinking about your butt or your boobs, think about how smart you are and how you make people feel and think about the people that love you. And those are the things that are important in the world, not certainly not your dress size. Yeah, that's so good. And I'm so glad you said it wasn't an overnight thing because I think it's, you know, it it does, it takes so much time as, as you know, I've talked about endlessly about my own story there and, um, you know, so many other women, but I think it's like, I still, I think there's, you know, there's a level of just making a conscious choice of, um, you know, taking ownership and saying, you know what, I'm going to love myself unconditionally. And then, you know, the road to actually get there is generally pretty bumpy. And, and, you know, the thing is, is that even I still don't, I still am not a hundred percent confident to say, I don't think anybody can be 100% confident. I think that there's always going to be days when you don't feel good and you wish that things were different and it's just, that's natural. But the important thing is to not dwell on it and to realize that everybody's going to have those days and it's important to get over it and keep moving forward, not get over it. That's not the right word, but just to keep pushing forward and realize that, okay, I have a bad day. I'm not liking how I look today, but tomorrow I'm going to feel better. Like mm-hmm. last night, I I love to cook. And last night, I made this fabulous gourmet meal for my boyfriend and I. Yeah. And last night, I felt so bloated and disgusting. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I ate way too much food. But I just realized, you know, like I was feeling really down. And I was like, oh, I have a shoot on Tuesday. Like I feel so bloated. But then I was like, you know what? It's only because I ate, we ate this wonderful meal. And tomorrow, I'm going to go to the gym and we're going to eat 
super healthy tonight and, you know, everything in moderation. And I'm happy that I made that meal. It was fun cooking it and it was fun eating it and enjoying it. Yeah. And I think there's a huge difference between saying to yourself, like, I, I feel disgusting and like, I am disgusting, you know, like there's, there's There's such a a big difference difference. there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's, that's where things get tricky is like, is, Mm -hmm. is, is internalizing it as like something that's wrong with me versus like, this is just something I'm feeling in this moment. And it's really not a big deal. And I just move on. Exactly. Exactly. It's going to pass and you're going to feel better and everything in moderation. So you're a really big advocate of, of women, you know, loving themselves and their bodies Mm. today. Um, you know, how, how important is that for, for women to be doing and to, to actively be allowing themselves permission to love themselves today? Oh, it's so important. Just, you know, the thing is, if you don't love your body, your body's not going to love you back. And I know it sounds cheesy, but if you love yourself, your body is constantly fighting for you. It's fighting for your health. It's fighting for your sanity. It's fighting for your mental health. It's fighting for everything. And if you don't love your body back, it's not going to do those things for you. It's really easy. So if you love yourself and love your body, no matter what shape it's in, it's going to do wonderful things for you. Saying you only love your body when it's in perfect shape is saying, is like saying you only love your kids when they're well behaved. Like you have to love yourself all the time, no matter whether it's good or bad, because you can't pick and choose when is okay to love yourself. And there's such a horrible thing in the media right now where it's just shoving down our throats that we need to be a Victoria's Secret model in order to be considered beautiful. And yes, they're gorgeous, but there's many other types of beauty in the world. And if we all looked like Victoria's Secret models, it would be a pretty boring world to live in. Nobody would look any different. And it's the things that make us different and unique that truly make us beautiful and that make us stand out. And it's important to, instead of trying to turn yourself into something that you're not is to embrace what you already are and find out the things that make you different and the things that make you stand out and embrace those things instead of trying to change what you already are. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. You know, like, as you said, beauty is something that's kind of, it's been defined in our culture and it's such a narrow Mm -hmm. standard of beauty. And when we don't see ourselves represented, we feel invisible and, and we feel that body shame. And exactly. so I love how you said, you know, it's, it's our uniqueness that, that really makes, makes us beautiful. Absolutely. What else does beauty mean to you? Beauty is, it's such a wide spectrum. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. One person could find one person beautiful and somebody else might not. But it's important to remember the things that's on the inside. For me, somebody who's really beautiful is somebody who can make me laugh and somebody who's kind to the people around them and to their family and friends and somebody who smiles at me and just makes me feel warm inside. That's somebody to me who's beautiful, not somebody who has the perfect waistline and perfect hair. Yeah. You're really talking about like everything that's inside too. I mean, exactly. Which is, <laughs> which is so personalities. Great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. I'm, I'm if really you, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say if, you know, you could be the most beautiful, like, person on the inside. You could be a Victoria's Secret model. You could be that idealized form of beauty that everybody seeks out. But if you're not, if you don't have the personality to match, it really doesn't do you any good. (laughs) That's true. That's so true. I'm really curious to know, how do you feel about the word plus size? Um, you know, 
there's a lot of controversy with the term plus size right now. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I don't hate it either. I mean, I think a model is a model is a model. There should not be plus size, straight size, what have you. Like they're just models are models and we need all types of models and varieties to be able to show the clothes off and to be able to show the art and that kind of thing. We need all sorts of shapes and sizes. But in the industry, we, um, we use the term plus size model. And I just don't think, you know, there's all sorts of campaigns right now to drop the plus and things like that. I just, I don't, if, if people say I'm a plus model, then that's what I am. It's, it's just a label. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't define who I am. It's just, unfortunately, there's labels in the industry. There's labels in all industries. And that's just the label that we're dealing with. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it depends. Like, it, it's like if you see it as like a descriptor and, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's fine. Like, like, same with someone being short or tall. But um, exactly. I think, I think, you know, obviously people internalize it differently. And mm-hmm. so I was just really curious to know, because I've kind of heard that, you know, that there is no, it's just models or models. And so yeah. I, I was, I really wanted to know your, your perspective on that. Yeah, that's kind of how I, how, how I see it. Models are models, but you know, there are, they do need to differentiate. A, well, I guess they don't need to, but people in the industry, agencies, clothing designers, need to say some way of differentiating what type of model they want or need. And that's the term that they use. And personally, I prefer like a curvy model or things like that. But, you know, that's, it is what it is. I don't take offense by it. Mm -hmm. It's just what it is in the industry. So. And when you started to model professionally, did you deal with um, any pushback or criticism? Like what was, what was that experience like for you? Oh, yeah. When I first started modeling um, professionally, I mean, I have a pretty thick skin now, but I didn't always. Mm-hmm. You know, being a model, you're constantly told things about yourself. You're constantly told, you know, lose weight, gain weight, grow taller, <laughs> or, you know, like things that you physically cannot do. They're trying to turn you into somebody that you're not. And or they're trying to turn you into somebody that they want. And the way I see it, if they're trying to change you, then they don't have the right model anyways. So, you know, you're constantly told things and not only by people in the industry, but on Facebook, there's some really nasty people out there on Facebook who feel the need to hide behind their computer screen and make judgments about you. And they don't even know you. There's a thing like people tend to hide behind their computer screen and say things to you that they would never say to you if they met you on the street. And so I think that was the hardest for me is seeing all those comments And, you know, and even, like, there were people who, when I first started modeling, I was doing, like, lingerie shoots, and they would take that to mean that I was a hooker, or, you know, and which is, like, they would just take it the completely wrong way, but, you know, people buy lingerie, and they need to see what it looks like on a person, too, so, you know, it doesn't, you know, so there's a, there was a lot of judgment, um, it's, it's gotten a lot better. I have a lot more support and a lot more um, people behind me now. And I've also have a lot of a thicker skin. So when I do read comments on Facebook, it doesn't bother me. I just delete them and ignore them and move on with my life. Whereas I used to get so upset about them. So 
Yeah. 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 So let's kind of dig into some of the stuff that's kicked up recently. You know, there was the the horrible, you know, body shaming incident. And I'm not going to mention the name of the organization because they don't deserve any more attention. (laughs) But, you know, I think if people saw it, that what they were doing is they were altering pictures of models, actresses, and just everyday girls to show what they would look like if they were thinner. So they took, you know, one of your pictures and photoshopped it as if you were, you know, um, a thinner size. What, so what was your initial reaction when you saw that? Um, my initial reaction, I actually, I, a, a, um, follower of mine sent me the link and was like, Hey, have you seen this? I don't think you've approved this. And you know, I don't think you'd be okay with this. So I went on the site and I saw my picture and initially I kind of giggled and laughed about it because it was so poorly done. (laughs) The photoshopping, I looked completely unnatural. I looked like a Barbie doll and not in a good way. Like my boobs and my ass were like accentuated, but my waist was so tiny and my arms were like lengthened and slimmed down. Like I just, I did not look natural. No human being could possibly look that way unless they were having major plastic surgery. And so I kind of like laughed about it. And then I read the comments and the captions And on my photo, the caption was, uh, look at how much younger she looks and she'd have much more, so much more potential if she just lost weight. Hmm. And these people don't know me. They don't know anything about me. They, they don't know how healthy I am. They don't know how much potential I have. They don't know what I've done with my potential and they have no right to do that. It's completely illegal. They're not allowed to take people's photos and Photoshop them themselves without permission and and then I went and I explored the page further and saw that it wasn't just me. It was other actresses, models, and just regular everyday girls. And they were taking these photos and photoshopping them down to be so much slimmer with these horrible, horrible captions. And the the excuse that they were hiding behind is that they were trying to encourage people to live healthier lifestyles. Mm. But you don't encourage anybody to live a healthier lifestyle by bullying them and telling them bad things about themselves. It doesn't work that way. If you want to encourage somebody to do something, you have to praise them and bring them up and make them feel good, not make them feel bad about something that they, a body that they have that they live with and trying to show them what they would look like, not only if they were slimmer, but had an idealized version of plastic surgery and Photoshop and unrealistic expectations. It's just completely outrageous. Yeah, I think the thing that really pissed me off the most was we're starting to see a lot more diversity and body positivity, which I think is amazing. You know, there's people like yourself and um, Tess Munster and like all, you know, all these other models, but then just like everyday people who feel, who will post pictures of themselves on their own Instagram, which I just think is, you know, is so amazing. And Absolutely. it was the fact that they took took what's so positive and mm-hmm. and just just took like made it the most negative connotation, you know, like just took everything out, out of this positivity. And that just like it it was so enraging to me. Um and then on the heels of that was the other, you know, like fat shaming video that and the body shaming video that came out recently by that other Canadian like so-called comedian. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. But I think in the face of that, what we see is like this big, this, the big wave of people like yourself who are standing up to that. Yeah. And, and I think that as much as there's like this negativity that comes out of it, there's almost a bit of a positive wave. Like you get more people on board with, with body positivity. Do you see it that way too? Absolutely. That's what I was trying to do with my blog. Um, I really wanted to turn a negative into a positive because like you said, with the girls, for example, on who are just like regular everyday girls posting photos of themselves in their bathing suit, feeling really good and really cute. And then these people took these images and made them into something that they're not. And you know what? They don't know anything about these girls. These girls could have already lost a hundred pounds and they were on a super healthy lifestyle and feeling really good about themselves. And then you took their photos and photoshopped them and made them feel like they weren't good enough. And that's not okay. And as far as this video that's going around too, she's, she, you know, she was saying, Oh, this isn't to the people who have health issues and this isn't to the people who do this and do that. But she doesn't know who's listening to these things. She doesn't know, like, and you don't know walking down the street if somebody has a thyroid condition or is on medication or their mother just might have passed away and they're super depressed or they might just naturally be that size. And there are people who naturally are really small and there's people who are naturally bigger and there's nothing wrong with that. The only person who can tell you to lose weight is your doctor and that's it. It's certainly not up to society or some bully on a Facebook page or some bully on a stupid video. It's not up to anybody but yourself and your doctor. That's it. Yeah. But what I did with my, sorry, go ahead. No, no. Well, I was just going to jump in and say, and even then, I mean, like health comes in so many different sizes. Oh yeah. Like your, you know, your body is your business. It's just nobody Mm -hmm. else's business, but your own. Nope. It's certainly not. It's not up to anybody else to decide. And unfortunately, weightism is one of the only acceptable forms of discrimination left in the world. People seem to think it's okay to tell people that their weight is good or bad or if they should change it. We would never go up to somebody or talk about somebody, say we saw somebody going down the street in a wheelchair. We would never just automatically assume, oh, they must have driven drunk and gotten into a car accident, and they paralyzed themselves. We would never, ever assume that. So why is it okay to see a person walking down the street and assume that they either are eating too much or not eating enough or not working out or living unhealthy lifestyle because of how they look? It's not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, you you mentioned initially the your reaction was a little bit humorous, and then you were, you, yeah. you got upset. So what kind of, yeah, like how did you, what kind of emotion, emotional roller coaster did you go to and how are you, go through and how are you able to overcome the, the, the criticism or any of the sadness or anger that you felt from it? Yeah. I mean, at first, like you said, I did laugh about it a little bit, but, um, I have depression and anxiety, so Every once in a while, something that necessarily wouldn't bother me will send me into a downward spiral, and it's just my brain and my emotions, and I can't control it, and this did it for me, and it wasn't necessarily the comments about me, like, yeah, they hurt my feelings, and yeah, it wasn't nice, but it was more so because I'm trying to fight body shaming, and I'm trying to be a body positive person, and then there's pages out like like this that are just doing the opposite. And it was so frustrating for me to think that there's actually people like this in the world 
who actually think that this is okay and that it's funny and that it's comedy and that it's trying to help somebody. Like it just made me really upset. And so for a couple of days I was really not good. Like I was in a downward spiral. I was super depressed about it. I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was consuming my thoughts and I shared my image to try to get it removed and it ended up going viral. So then it was just bringing more attention to it. And I kept seeing my stupid picture pop up on Facebook all the time. Mm. And it was just like, it was so hard. So eventually I just decided, okay, I'm not going to give these people any more attention because all that did was give them attention. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mean it to be that way, but it did. And so I was like, okay, I'm just done with it. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm just not going to do anything. And then I, uh, a friend of mine, she was like, you know, I respectfully disagree that you should ignore it. She goes, I think you should try to harness this into something positive and try to like turn it around, not only for yourself, but for other people. And I said, you know, she's absolutely right. I don't think cyberbullying is ever going to go away. I think that's just the world that we live in. There's always going to be people like that. Mm-hmm. But if I ignore it, then I'm just being part of the issue. I'm not helping anybody. I'm not helping myself. So I need to speak up and try to help the victims of cyberbullying instead of just ignoring it. So that's why I decided to write my blog. And honestly, I have a, I have a huge support system. I have a wonderful partner, amazing friends and family who really helped me. And, but the writing the blog itself was really therapeutic. Even if I hadn't have posted it, just writing it itself. It got out all my emotions. It got it all in front of me. I could reread it. I could look at it. It was something tangible and it really helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful response, which I'll link to in the show notes, which will be at summerinandin.com forward slash FRR dash 4444. Um, cause you thank them uh, for what they did. Can you, can you explain that? Yeah, I wanted to thank them um, because I didn't want the blog to just be a negative rambling. I didn't, they'd already put so much negativity negativity into my life and out into Facebook and out into the world. I didn't want to just add more negativity by yelling at them. Mm-hmm. I wanted to turn it into a positive, I, not only for me, but for everyone else. And so I thought if I just start off with saying, dear Project Harpoon, first of all, what I really want to say is fuck you, mm-hmm. which is how I started it. And then I just went off on a tangent. All I'm doing is adding more negativity into the world. And it sounds super cheesy, but I'm a firm believer in you get out of the world what you put into it. So if I'm putting negativity out into the world, I'm going to get negativity right back at me. But if I put positivity out into the world, I'm going to get positivity back. And that is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and I think that, that that's why that response was so good because yeah. it was it, instead of just, you know, um fighting shame with anger, you really just fought it from a place of vulnerability and yeah. um turned it into, you know, fighting for for everybody else who may have been a victim of it indirectly Absolutely. or indirectly. Yeah, and I think the only way to fight bullies and to fight negativity and is with love and with compassion and with caring because clearly that's what those people need the most because they already have enough negativity in their lives as it is and they're already spewing enough of it out. And so clearly what they're lacking in their life is love and positivity. So if I can not only help the victims of cyberbullying, but I can also maybe help them see the light, which I don't know if that's going to be the case, but hopefully, maybe at least one person, 
then, you know, then I've done a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in your response, you wrote, it's okay to have preferences, but it's not okay to make people feel bad because they aren't yeah. yours. Um, yeah. And that's something I see all the time. You know, a body positive article goes live somewhere and internet trolls feel the need to mm-hmm. shame people because they don't find them attractive. Like it makes me so angry because I'm like, since when did attraction become like something that you publicly have to state? Like that, exactly. like your opinion on whether or not somebody is attractive is like not does not need to be public business and you don't need to make no. shame someone in the process exactly no it's everybody has their preference it's completely fine to have a preference some people like blondes some people like redheads some people like thick girls some people like thin girls some people like tall guys some people like short guys everybody has a preference and that is totally okay but it is not okay to make people feel bad about it because they're not yours mm-hmm yeah, that, 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 that one always really gets me or, and the yeah. assumption of health too. Like when they're just like, well, oh, this person, so you're promoting an unhealthy lifestyle. And it's like, well, that's not true at all. You cannot tell no. anything about a person's health or their habits and their health is none of your business either. <laughs> like, no, that's absolutely. where, it's- you know, there's an issue with the weightism, but there's also the issue with, you know, health becoming other people's problems is exactly. something that it's they want to shame people business. About. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. No, it's nobody's business how healthy you are, except for yours. And it's certainly not anybody's business to try to tell you. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, this kind of stuff keeps women in hiding. And so, so a lot of the women that I work with, even they, you know, they, they feel like they're, they need to hide themselves because mm-hmm. they're afraid of other people's judgments. Um, you know, they're afraid of rejection. And so what's yeah. your advice to a woman who feels like, you know, they need to hide themselves from the world because of their body? You know, think about how much they're missing. <laughs> I mean, I know women who didn't take their kids to the beach because they didn't want to wear a bathing suit on the beach, but yeah. then they missed out being with their kids on the beach. I mean, what's more important in life, how you look in a bathing suit or doing things you love? Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to is, you know, you might not look the, like the way you look. You might want to change it. And it's okay to want to change how you look. But don't miss out on your life while you're waiting to do that. Mm-hmm. There's so many missed opportunities that people have because they don't like the body that they're in. And I think once you start to embrace your life and your love and you things you want to do, your body doesn't matter. It doesn't, what you look like in a bikini doesn't matter if you're having fun on the beach with your kids. And so the first time that you put on lingerie and stood in front of the camera, <laughs> how, yeah. what, uh, what did you do to, to, to get up, like to be able to do that so fearlessly? I'm trying to remember the first shoot that I did where I wore lingerie. Um, I've always been really comfortable in lingerie. I've always loved lingerie ever since. Yeah. Like since I was like 18 or 19, I've just been obsessed. It's one of my things. I just love it. I have boxes and boxes of it at home. Like I just, I love it. So me being in lingerie, I would much rather be in lingerie than in a bikini. Um, personally, I just, I put on lingerie and I instantly feel confident. That's just one of my things. I'd rather wear lingerie for a photo shoot than a dress, even though my mom hates that. (laughs) (laughs) But I would, I'm just, I'm super confident in a corset and stockings. I'm, I love the way I look in lingerie. And so I've never really been 
a confidence thing for me in lingerie, at least. Um, I've had more issues with like putting on a dress and feeling confident in a dress than I do in lingerie. Hmm, that's so interesting. For some yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. It's just yeah, it's just I've always loved lingerie. I think it's so beautiful and feminine, and and you know, and everyone deserves to feel sexy and beautiful no matter what their size and shape. And I think lingerie is a great way of feeling that even if it's not for your partner, it can be for yourself. And I just think lingerie is such an amazing tool for confidence. I really do. Yeah. Do you, like, would you recommend like a doing, you know, like a pinup shoot or a, or a boudoir, the boudoir shoot? I'm saying that right. Oh, absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah, you told me. Absolutely. I have a, actually, we just did a piece in my magazine, um, in the latest issue, which just came out last week on why every woman should do a photo shoot Oh, because nice. it's such a confidence booster. Every woman should do it. And, you know, don't do something you're not comfortable with. If you're not comfortable in lingerie, do a cute pinup photo shoot. If you're not comfortable doing the cheesy pinup faces, do a glamour photo shoot. Like there's, there's something to go with every woman's personality and her comforts and her tastes and her dislikes and her likes. And, but the confidence that you get from it, from being made up for the day and posed and the pictures, it's just such a confidence booster. And I really do think everyone should do it. My confidence has soared so much since I've started doing modeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting, right? Cause it's like, okay, I'm putting myself out there in, you know, whether it's lingerie or, or you just, you know, whatever, just kind of in a vulnerable state. Cause you've got camera, a camera and, yeah. and you've got these images. Um, but it's so interesting how that doing that actually, you know, makes you more confident. And I think that's true oh. with everything. It's like every time we kind of step outside of our bubble and do something that maybe we're not accustomed to even if it's mm -hmm. not a photo shoot whether it is just like going to the beach for a bikini it, for a bikini it, going to the beach in a bikini <laughs> you get you gain confidence from doing those things and realizing Absolutely. like that the world doesn't end <laughs> oh exactly the world doesn't end because you wore a bikini on the beach like it's there's so much to life and there's so much to take in I would just hate to be stuck inside not doing anything for fear of how I would look mm -hmm. you know and like and I would hate to not eat the meals I want to look for fear of gaining a pound. And I would hate to miss out on time with my kids or my friends or my family or going to a special occasion because I was afraid of how I looked in a bikini or a dress. You know, like I just, there's so much to life. And every time you push yourself out of a comfort zone, I think it's totally true what you said is that you gain that perspective of look at how much fun I'm having. Even though I was afraid, I'm still doing it. And look at me. I'm awesome. I killed it way to go. You know, like yeah. have that proud sense of accomplishment that you did something that you weren't comfortable with. And even that alone is a confidence booster. Yeah. I think that I love the photo shoot suggestion. I just think that that's so, that's so good. And that is something I recommend to my clients that and like pole dancing too, even though I've oh, never yeah. done it, but I've, ne I've never done it either. I think I would really be bad at it, but I still want to try it. <laughs> we should go together. I, I would be terrible should. too. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I have I'm no so rhythm. Yeah, I'm we do. So we do. <laughs> and people are always like, why don't you do burlesque? And I'm like, nobody wants to see that. I cannot dance <laughs> for if it my life depended on it. Like I would do it for fun, but nobody's gonna pay me to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I I am the same. I am I'm like I am the most awkward, uncoordinated, clumsy person. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> well, I still want to do it. Yeah, it would be, a fun it would be so fun. Say that I did. 
<laughs> so tell me, you mentioned your magazine. Tell, tell us about yeah. Beauty Mark magazine. So Beauty Mark magazine is my magazine. I'm the editor in chief. Um, and it started, uh, we're coming up on our one year anniversary in November. Nice. And, um, the reason I started, I've, I had always wanted to start a magazine and, um, just because I was getting published in a lot of magazines and I would get the magazine, I would get my copy and there'd be like one photo of my set of 15 photos in the magazine. And I'd be like, that's awesome. But you know, when I do a set of photos, it generally tells a story Mm-hmm. like a creative set that is when I do a creative set of photos it generally will tell a bit of a story and it doesn't really make sense to me to have just the one photo so originally I wanted to do a magazine that was editorials so that you could see instead of having a hundred pages of a hundred different models have a hundred pages of maybe 20 models and have the whole editorial and have a piece on the model and a piece on the photographer so you'd not only get to see the full set but you'd get to know a little bit about the person behind the photo. Mm -hmm. So originally I had that idea and then I was like, well, okay, so there's, there are a couple magazines like that, but I was like, you know, there's nothing really about body positivity and about self love. There's not really, you know, there's a lot of magazines that will have a piece in it about body positivity or, you know, like a story or a single article. And that's wonderful. But there was nothing really that I could find in the market that was, solely devoted to body positivity and loving yourself. And it's such a important message that to get out into the world. And it's something that I'm so passionate about. I decided to turn the magazine into that. So I called it beauty mark because a beauty mark, when you uh, originally a beauty mark was a flaw, but then people like Marilyn Monroe and Cindy Crawford made beauty marks beautiful. So I wanted to call it beauty mark for that reason. And to also showcase that our flaws and our unique qualities are the things that make us beautiful. So it's focus on that as well as finding beauty in everyone in all different shapes, sizes, ages, genders, races, as opposed to just the idealistic forms of beauty we see in most mainstream media. Oh, that's so awesome. You know, um, somebody in my, one of my, um, in my online uh, private Facebook community, she asked, she's like, are there any good magazines out there? And this was before um, we had chatted. And so now I can recommend your magazine. Yeah. I just think it's so necessary and needed. And so is it an online um, publication only or is it print as well? It's online and print. Okay. So it's, um, yeah, so it's quarterly. It comes out four times a year. And um, you can find more information at beautymarkmagazine.ca. Okay. And order copies there. You can view them online or you can order a copy to be sent to home. Perfect. Awesome. Oh, I just think that's such a good thing that you're doing with that. And I just, I hope it takes off because uh, <laughs> I'm really sick of going to Shoppers Drug Mart and seeing all the magazines yep. that are sitting in the rack yep. there. How to make, how to lose 20 pounds in a week and how to make him love you and yeah. all those stupid articles. I hate them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like the fashion industry is starting to change? You know, are, are more designers looking to have diversity in their runway shows and advertising? I do, which is great. Um, it is slow. It's not changing as fast as I would hope, 
but it is. There's little things that you notice here and there, just like at New York Fashion Week, which was last week, they had some plus models. They had some alternative models. They had uh, Madeline Stewart, who is I'm a big fan of, who is uh, she's 18 years old, and she is Down syndrome, and she's a model. I saw and that video. They her, yeah. They had her walk on the runway, which I thought was awesome. And so there is a bit more diversity, which is great. Um the thing that I have an issue with is when people use diverse models to get attention, not because they actually want that they actually feel like that's the right thing to do. So when they, you know, have a certain model who's plus size or alternative because they want to be the people that have the plus size model, not actually because they want to show off their clothes on a multitude of people. That's what bugs me about it. Yeah, yeah, or when then 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 they don't actually have those clothes that fit those people in the store. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. They just have the sample for the runway and then you go to the the store and it's size 0, 2, 4 and 6 and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's uh yeah, no, I'm glad that you that you mentioned that. That was my that was sort of my thoughts too is that there's a lot yeah. of um what I would call like you know how there's uh like um Oh God, can't remember the name right now. <laughs> like greenwashing or whatever. Like all you have all these like brands that say that they're like really green, but they're not actually. Yeah, like there's all these not. brands that say they're like really body positive, but like they aren't actually. Exactly. And they're <laughs> just they're doing it to get attention in the media to say, hey, look, we used a plus size model, aren't we great? Mm-hmm. And then, but in reality, yeah, that I mean that's great. It's it is helping, but if you're not actually going to practice what you preach, then it's not doing enough. So, yeah. And so what are some of your favorite clothing lines or places to shop? Like, do you have any recommendations for women who are, um, in the, you know, the larger sizes? Oh, I have so many. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so in Vancouver, there's a local designer, uh, cherry velvet. I'm one of their models and I love her dresses. They're like, their motto is, um, retro class with modern sass because they're all sort of like retro styled dresses and they come in sizes extra small to 4x which i love because then it's not discounting anyone oh that's awesome can wear them and the plus size can wear them which i love do they sell stuff online do you know yep they sell stuff online at cherryvelvetplus.ca or dot com sorry and it is cherry velvet plus but they do have sizes x extra small to 4x um, and they also have a studio in Vancouver nice. that you can shop at. Nice. And uh, as far as I do most of my shopping online, mm-hmm. um, I love uh, Torrid is one of my favorites. Um, Pinup Girl Clothing is another great one. Uh, Heart of Hope is another great one. Uh, let's see. Ashley Stewart is another great one. Uh, yeah, there's a ton that I love. Okay, awesome. I'm an online shopper. <laughs> oh no, that's so good. Honestly, because um, I get I get this question all the time that yeah. there, you know, that like women have trouble finding sexy and cute clothes that fit mm. them, and um, yeah. so I'm gonna link to all those ones that you mentioned in the show yeah. notes. Which again, for those people listening, summerinandn.com forward slash frr dash forty four, because I think that that's awesome. That's so good, yeah. and um, I'm gonna check out that store in Vancouver because yeah I love that the the retro class with or what was it modern sass modern sass yeah 
sounds like something I would love. So as we wrap things up here, the last question I like to ask all my guests is what is the most fearless thing you have done? Uh, probably I went bungee jumping on my 25th birthday. That was probably the most fearless thing I've ever done. Although I was scared out of my mind. (laughs) Yeah. It's usually the most fearful thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, It was really fun and I'd do it again for sure. Cool. Right on. Well, thank you so much for all of your time and, um, and, uh, yeah, all of your insights. It was just, it was so great chatting with you. I just think, um, you've been doing some amazing stuff and, and representing body positivity in a great way. So, um, for for those of you listening, check out Ruby rocks at rubyrocksmodel.com or your Facebook page, which is Ruby rocks model, as well as beauty, beauty, beautymarkmagazine.ca. And I will link to all this stuff in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Summer. That was awesome. We'll have to take that pole dancing class. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We've committed to it publicly, so it has to happen. It has to. Exactly. You don't have a choice now. (laughs) Rock on. If you like what you've heard, please head to iTunes to leave me a review. It will take two seconds and I would be super grateful. Click on reviews and ratings and then click to rate. Easy peasy. You can do it on your phone right now, just while you're driving even. Just kidding. And don't forget to head to summerinnit.com or thebodyimagecoach.com to grab your free rule breakers guide to rocking your bod plus the 10 day body confidence makeover plus your exclusive invite to my free online community all for free, 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 free. Cool. All right. Until next time, rock on. (laughs) 